This is the Alone with Our Principles podcast, episode 15. With your bad knee, Ed, you shouldn't throw anybody. I'm Eric. And I'm Chris, and we're both elementary school principals in the Asperia Unified School District in Southern California. On this episode, we talk with District Office Executive Secretaries Lori Menti and Brenda Hawk about the role of office support staff in supporting educational administrators. Alone with Our Principles is unofficially sponsored by DoorDash. Because some days, that's pretty much the only way administrators have any chance of getting lunch. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get some horns. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. So far this semester, he has been absent nine times. I'm the principal, man. All right, so I've really been looking forward to this episode because we get to talk to two district office secretaries, and as Eric and I both know from being principals, your secretary is what makes or breaks you. So we really look forward to talking to both of you, um, partly because, uh, Lori, you are secretary, um, and if I get the titles wrong, is the executive secretary, am I saying that right? I'm the executive assistant to the superintendent and the board. It's my go. official title. That sounds yeah. way more <laughs> yeah. Brenda. I'm the secretary. Yeah. I am executive secretary, too, um, to Joe Biancaskis, deputy superintendent. So executive secretary, too. So we're basically talking to the two executive secretaries who are at the top of the district food chain. So... She, um, she's the she is the, the top of the chain and I'm like one link below. All right, so we and, and, and we promise not to play any of this for for your bosses. So feel free to say whatever we want you to sure. be open and honest and sure. raw. Absolutely, yeah. there's no she's way to lie. Absolutely, you, you have to remember we still have bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I know Eric and I both appreciate our our office staff. I've I've worked with probably four or five different uh, admin secretaries as principal. And, and we've learned that they can they can save our day or they can they can ruin us. So it's um, I, I've, I've been lucky in that regard. I would be we, we definitely and we jokingly say that uh, you know we know who the real boss is at the district and at the school site. And so it goes without saying that um, they are the lifeblood of, of what keeps our schools and our district running, without a doubt. Right. So um, so we're gonna start uh, start with um, why don't uh, Lori? Why don't you go first? Just tell us a little bit about your background and experience and kind of what led you to uh, this lovely district that we work for. Wow. Okay. So uh, round total roundabout job for sure. I mean, this was not my path in any way, shape or form. Um, started my first job out of high school was cheap auto parts, believe that or not. Okay. Um, did that for a few years. Then I started subbing for Hispera Unified, um, worked for two years here, just as a sub doing all kinds of random clerical, whatever. Left uh, for a year, went to work for air conditioning company, then came back and said some more, then went to uh, Texas, worked for a blind guy for a while. Um, that was a really fun job, by the way. Yeah, I want to hear, well, okay, maybe yeah. we'll get it. Well, yeah. No, that was really cool. I learned Braille, okay. and um, I, I, it was just a totally different experience. It was really, really cool. Um, came back, started studying for HUSD again, then decided in 1993 to go to college. So took off, went back to college, got my degree in computer science information systems. But I was working in healthcare at the time. Worked for Verizon Wireless, well, AirTouch, who became Verizon Wireless. Then I wor- uh, bought, or trained and sold payroll products. Um, then my son was, I know, you didn't even know Wow, this, right? I, I'm like, 
Yeah. You have been around uh, the block forever. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a long mean, run. In a kind, loving way. Thank you. Thank not, you. Not, yeah. the way not the way it's usually been. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, no. Oh, this is going to be fun. It's been a roundabout trip yeah. for sure. But then, so my son was. roundabout, you know. Yeah. Yeah. My son was getting ready to start elementary school, and I was like, I need to be on like some kind of normal schedule. So then I started applying for jobs at the school district so I could be on a schedule with my son. Uh, got started at Maple Elementary, then moved to IT, then business services, and now my desk. So, all right, wow. And Brenda, wow. what about you? <laughs> I, I, Lori, I didn't know you were into auto parts because honestly, I had four and a half years where I worked for Napa Auto Parts. Oh, nice. I did all their purchasing, and um, and if anybody cares, the Napa 1515 filter is the most sold filter that there is. <laughs> right, there so you go. it's like the universal one. So there you have it. But, um, well, I had little jobs off and on, I mean, out of high school, Del Taco, I worked for a bakery, um, which was a sweet gig. And then um, stayed home for a while when I had my kid, did kind of the same thing. Um, when it was time to go back to work, I wanted to be on the schedule that my kids were on. So I started out um, with the district. In fact, yesterday was my 24th year anniversary with the district. Oh, but I started out as the thank you. Um, at Sultana High School in the um, student store, I was a student store clerk. So there again, I sold candy to children. Um, another sweet game. Um, back then, of course, we didn't have all the regulations of, you know, it has to be a healthy snack, you know. So I was very popular in the sense that I stocked more varieties of candy than anybody else ever had in the entire district. I went through Costco's list of candy and I made sure that I had at least one box of every single kind of candy that Costco sold. All right, if you could only have one candy the rest of your life, what would it be? What's your favorite? Um, Rocky Road. Oh, the, the, the Rocky Road bar, and you can very rarely find them, but I find them. What about you, Lori? Probably Rollos. Rollos? Oh gosh, right now I'm really into Twix. Twix are good. I have to go old school, peanut M&Ms. Lewis, what about you? Almond Roca. Oh, yeah, that's good too. She's got, the, she's got the more expensive taste. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's you, you don't cool. see that at the checkout. No, the bag of M&Ms. Yeah. And I always want to say it's family size. My yeah. family's not seen any part of it. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, no. So anyway, so I was the, they called me the candy lady. So I did that for three and a half years. And then... I mean, I love that because I was so interactive with the ASB kids and everything. Then I went straight into the discipline office. And so I did site, I mean, my only um, secretarial positions at the site was discipline. So I did five years of discipline at Sultana, a year and a half of discipline at Ranchero. And then I jumped into discipline here at the district office with Tom Loomis and student services. So. I don't know. I look back on it and I think the Lord knew that I needed uh, or put me in a place where I could laugh at everything. Because, I mean, you could not write things that the kids oh, would no. do. I, I mean, so, yeah. So I, um, and then after working for Tom for seven years, then um, now I'm working for Jovi. So now I have to be prim and proper. Well, I try. <laughs> for Jovi? <laughs> well, you know, what I'm out and about with board members. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Know. So you it, both worked in auto parts, so it must have yeah. taken a lot of drive to get huh? you to work. Oh, oh, it did. Oh. It did. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I get about one a year, and yeah. they're totally pathetic. Oh, you big long That's right. You just said it was a sweet gig. I had to call it something. Well, Lori just said working in auto parts, we were both self starters. Oh, man, the puns are rolling early on this episode. Oh, gosh. Good. Yeah. All right. As always, I want to introduce Carrie Lewis, our producer extraordinaire. Hi, Carrie. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Yeah, we're outnumbered on this episode. That's true. So Carrie, as always, is our, our producer uh, running the sound, and she will, of course, be doing our fact check at the end if we mess anything up, and let's face it, we always do. <laughs> you just started school, and the path you choose now may be the one you follow for the rest of your life. All right, so that'll bring us to our feature that we call the quiz. We love doing this to get to know our guests a little bit better by asking somewhat random uh, questions to just kind of find out who you are. So let's start with Lori on this one. Um, if you want to share a funny or memorable story from when you were a student in school. I was uh, I was really thinking about this because I'd listened to previous episodes and trying to figure out which story I should tell. Um, I think I'm going with a safe one. I think it was about third grade or so. Um, I object with safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, okay, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go reason. So um, I I didn't. I've never been a particularly athletic child person ever. My whole life, I was born without the sports gene, and that's fine with me. But this particular day, I didn't want to do PE. And I really thought if I told my teacher I wasn't feeling great, could I just sit on the side, they would let me sit on the side. Well, unfortunately, they sent me to the office. And I wasn't thinking really well ahead of this. My mom worked in the office, so probably uh, not yeah, the best thought out well. thing. So, yeah. So that's, that's my story. Oh, that happened on. while you were in the office? Oh, I got in plenty of trouble. Oh, elaborate. No, my mother was like, what? You're sick? What do you mean? Like, And she's like, Lori, you're not sick. I know I'm not sick, Mom. I just didn't want to do pee. Well, you're coming here? Like, that's going to help you? No, Mom, I thought they'd let me sit on the side. You know? I, mean, so, I think yeah. that there's a there's a Ferris Bueller line uh, that goes right to that where he says, you got to be careful. So a lot of kids go with a phony fever. Mm-hmm. But if you get a nervous mother, you can end up at a doctor's office. Right. And that's yeah. worse than school. Right. Uh, yeah. It's certainly worse than PE. Yeah. So, all right, Brenda, what about you? Uh, well, it's, funny fun- it's so funny. I'm learning so much about Lori because I, too, did not get the athletic gene, and I was always that person. You know, like in elementary school, really all the way up to high school PE, when you're when you're choosing teams, and you've got both captains, and they're like, they're okay. I'll take Susie. I'll take Billy. I'll take. I was always the one. Oh. You take Brenda. No, no, you take Brenda. So I was that girl. So, so this is right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> so this is dredging up all sorts of hurtful times for me. But um, well, you know, I, probably my most embarrassing moment in school, and I was probably first grade, is you know how like on the monkey bars are actually. They're not the monkey bars where you swing, the ones that you climb up where the girls would put their leg over the bar and they would twirl, just like the uneven bars. Well, again, not being athletic, I thought, well, I can do this. So I climbed up there, and when the bell rang, it's time to go back into school, I'm sitting up there, and I went to jump off. Well, I had a dress on that day with my shorts underneath. My skirt caught on the edge of the bar where it sticks up a little bit. So there I was dangling by my skirt, dangling by my skirt with my, um, my skirt was like up underneath my armpits. Fortunately, I did have shorts underneath my skirt that day. The proctor on the playground had to come lift me down. So there I'm traumatized still to this day. I mean, I'm 45 years old and I'm still well, give her take her. <laughs> and we have our first item for the back check. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm still, that is still an indelible spot in my, my mind. So there you go. 
that kind of reminds me that whole picking teams. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that probably have traumatic stories about yeah. that, but yeah. there, there was a commercial and maybe it was just a back East thing. And I forget what it was for, but it was a bunch of kids on the playground, but somehow their older uncle Charlie was playing also. And uncle Charlie is the last one picked and the whole thing became, you get uncle Charlie. <laughs> well, in my neighborhood, that became the running joke for whoever oh, got picked yeah, last that day. Yeah. You know, yeah. they like Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL draft. Uh, in our neighborhood, it was your Uncle Charlie, the last one picked. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I couldn't be possibly leave a scar on anybody. No, mm-hmm. not at all. No. All right, so question two. What about the best job? You both have an illustrious history of multiple jobs and experiences. So which one would you classify as the best job you ever had outside of education? This time, we're going to start with you. Oh, the best job outside of education? Um, well, I'm, I'm a people person, so I liked whenever I was able to interact with people. And so honestly, it was probably like my Del Taco job. I, I There again, I have a ton of stories from working at Del Taco and the drive-thru and things that happened there. But um, yeah, we, we won't get into those because some of those are probably not appropriate. However, I, I enjoyed that. And I also enjoyed working at the bakery because I was the Saturday delivery girl. So I would... At that particular time, there was a, a store, kind of like Walmart is now, but it was called FedMart. And so our bakery provided all the baked goods for the for FedMart. So on Saturday, they would load up the, I don't know, 69 Impala station wagon with all the baked goods. And I would drive those to, to FedMart. And, you know, it was fun pushing the little wagon through the store. And I got the goods. I Everybody's got the goods. happy to see you. That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway. Um, I really liked Chief Auto Parts because I like I learned a lot of things. My dad was a jet engine mechanic, so I he I worked with him anyway fixing cars. This isn't the one that I was actually gonna pick, but there you go. So, um, but I, I liked it because I learned I learned how to change starters, alternators, brakes, you name it. I did it. It was fun. Um, so I learned a lot there. But I think my favorite of all was uh, Verizon. It, when it was AirTouch, it was great. And then I transitioned through to Verizon, but they had the best training. They put you up in a hotel for two weeks and teach you everything you need to do, everything you need to know. Um, got to play with phones all day and you know help customers and it was a, it was a really really fun job I love that job actually that was great wow. all right and our last question again we'll start with you Brenda what is a skill talent or hobby of yours that would surprise your colleagues oh well I am the church organist what <laughs> yeah I know you were a musician yes, I I did not start out playing the organ I actually started out when I was probably second or third grade taking piano lessons and I took piano lessons for like five or six years didn't touch the piano for 30 years and um, started going to this little church in town that needed an organist and I'm like what the heck how much different can it be well it is very very different (laughs) and um, so I would not say that I am the best organist anywhere in the world but I can get by in a little church I can get by so that's what I that's my gig on Sunday what's your favorite hymn um, probably be thou my vision. Okay. I won't sing it because I didn't get the choir gene either. <laughs> I thought you sang the choir. Well, I do, but hey, I bring in the organ. <laughs> bring in a sample yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I I uh, I sang in the choir, but um, I was more the Millie Vanilli of the choir. <laughs> I, I was the one that just just smile and move your lips. Move your lips along. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be a new hymn, Lord, you know it's true. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blame it on the holy water. Yeah. That's right. 
All right, uh, Lori, uh, skill, talent, or hobby? I, I don't know that there's anything that would really surprise anybody. I'm pretty much an open book. My number one favorite hobby everybody knows is sleep. Um, <laughs> number two, um, I lived in Japan when I was a kid, so I learned to do origami, and I really like origami. But yeah, I don't know that's cool. really surprising. That. So, yeah, that's like, like watching anime with my kids. I don't know, that's... You know what, okay, so you and I are coming up with these similarities. So you learned how to fold paper and origami. I know how to fold napkins. Oh, so when I, <laughs> I so, napkin folding, it's fun. Yes, so when I set a table mm -hmm. um, at Christmas time, I, I, can, I can fold napkins like no tomorrow. Nice, yeah. I have to get my book out, I don't yeah, do that often. folders. That's fun. All right. I can't even get it to fold a letter to make it fit the envelope. <laughs> you mean where you have to little it rolls? Oh yeah, you got to get it. Yeah, and then you end up just kind of like shoving it in. As long as the adhesive makes it to the other side of the envelope, cool. That's it. That's right. You could fold that into the next question. You've just started school, and the path you choose now may be the one you follow for the rest of your life. All right. So this uh, now this section of our uh, podcast is actually our main topic. So we asked you ladies to come join us today because although you know the theme of this podcast is along with our principles, we talk about schools and administration uh we also know i think i can speak for both of us when we know that um you know the principals are the ones that are you know overseeing the school sites but we also know that very little to nothing can be accomplished without a strong support team um so uh maybe i just want to start this way and maybe have each of you talk a little bit about your particular roles as it relates to supporting schools supporting administrators um and what does that look like what does the day-to-day -day look like for you what are some of the roles and responsibilities you have as it relates to supporting uh, supporting uh, your direct bosses and, and supporting the schools as a whole? Um, I think basically here, especially at the district office level, it's just being a resource. I mean, we are, um, try, we try to be accessible, be the one at the other end of the phone that has the answer, try to be as helpful as we can. Um, if we don't know the answer, find somebody who knows the answer, get it handled as quickly as possible. I think that's, you know, I think that's number one in yeah. our day-to-day. -day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think, um, to piggyback on what Lori said, for our support for the site, um, we always want to be the person that answers the phone. I mean, and I, I had decided when I left the site and came to the district office 15 years ago that I, whatever I did, I was never going to forget what it was like being on a school site because I remember the days where you don't have time to eat your lunch, you don't have time to go to the bathroom, and I never wanted to forget that because I know in my heart that the site administrators, site secretaries, the, the whole entire site staff work so hard and um, and I, I mean I would even say that in many many ways they work harder than the district office people because they're on the front lines and we can stop and go to the bathroom and we can if we want to go to lunch we can you know take an hour and go to lunch and I know y'all can't do that so um, so we always want to be available for the site staff and um, and and, and be their support, you know, however however we can. That's something I've kind of wondered, and I know our admin secretaries at the site, I mean, as, as many calls and issues that come across your desk on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, I mean, I would imagine that you kind of have to be the buffer uh, for the superintendent and deputy superintendent. So, uh, I mean, at, to what point do you have the autonomy? I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that absolutely you need to interrupt them for with whatever they're doing then the stuff that okay we'll make it out later and then i'm sure there's some stuff that you just handle and they may i don't want to say they never know about but yeah i yeah, mean so yeah, there's stuff is, that you're expected to handle and that they're on a need to know basis right. so uh, i want to talk about that a little bit because that's curious to hear your perspective on that. that's like that's most of the day actually <laughs> yeah yeah because um they're always in meetings they're always uh 
busy, otherwise occupied, dealing with the higher level issues. And so the little things that come through every day, like this form needs to be processed and signed. Somebody has to approve this or that. If I have the passwords, the whatever, yeah, I take care of that. He doesn't even know what happened. It's done. Or if it's something that came through his email that needs to go to another department, another whatever, somebody else needs to handle, just it's gone. He doesn't ever see it. it you know, he may have seen it flash through his phone, but then he goes back to look and it's gone because it's handled. It's done. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, a lot yeah. of that is um, trying to free free up. Exactly. And, they, and they're so busy. And they're, I mean, sometimes we're like two ships passing in the night. So Post-it notes have become my... Post-it notes and text messages because um, if there's something that that my boss needs to sign, I'll put a post-it note. Oh, by the way, on this cow card, look at page four. What were they thinking? You know. <laughs> or, that was me. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, but a lot of our communication has come through um, post-it notes and text messages. That'd be a great title for your book about your experience yeah. as, a, as a secretary: post-it notes and text messages. Yes. Well, because really, I mean, I jokingly tell my boss that my my phone is my leash because I, I do not go anywhere without it between work hours because the minute I, you know, head downstairs to go do whatever in the back building, she's texting me, I'm in cabinet and I need X, Y, Z, or can you bring me in? Like, and then I get back and it's like 20 minutes later, it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So comfortable shoes would be a yes. requirement. Yeah. yeah. How much of that is, you know, I, I know that just at the site level, there's a certain... I don't know. There's a, there's a kind of a synchronicity. There's a when you and your 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 administrative assistant, your secretary are are working together. There there's some time involved in learning how he or she wants things presented to them, yeah. wants them put on their desk or in an email or a post-it right. or and the, and you you probably over time have learned how they like to receive mm -hmm. things or not receive things. Yeah. Uh, how how does that evolve or how does that happen in learning how to work with somebody like that? Because you have to be very tightly. Connected in that way, I think, for things to work efficient. That's exactly right, and I, it, it's it's a little thing, but <laughs> it kind of came to a head with Jovi and I one day. We were, she has uh, on her desk, right on the corner of her desk, like a little paperweight, and so I would give her a folder to sign, and I would put it on the corner of the desk underneath the paperweight. Well, unbeknownst to me, that's where she liked to put stuff after she'd already signed it with the paperweight on it. And so, um, so I would put stuff there, and, and then she wouldn't sign it because she thought, you know. It's already signed. Yeah. So she finally <laughs> said, um, would you mind please putting things up closer in front of me? And then when I'm done, I scoot them over to the corner of the desk and put the paperweight on them. Well, I didn't know that, and this, I mean, I've been working with her for seven years, oh, so geez. that was one of those things that, I mean, that, that sounds so silly and so dumb, but yeah. but it's like she was used to having it in the middle of her desk when she, before, she, you know, she's dealt with it, and then when she's done, she put it in the corner of the desk, so now if I put anything in there, I look in, and if it's not in the corner, I know, oh, she hasn't done it yet, cool. but that was the getting to know you kind of thing. Yeah, sometimes those little details are important. I remember a conversation I had with one of my admin secretaries that uh, sometimes it'd be a stack of like either payroll sheets or, or contract hour things that I would need to sign and sometimes something else. So, you know, it's a little thing, but when you sign something and you're signing a stack, you keep them in the same order or you just slide them across. Mm, yeah. them overnight. So at some point, uh, it just kind of dawned on me that I needed to ask uh, Linda uh, Kendall, uh, mm -hmm, when I was yeah. at Cottonwood, I asked her, Linda, 
these things every month, do they need to stay in the same order or does it not matter? Um, he goes, no, they're kind of alphabetical, so if you could keep them in the same order, is it, have I been doing that? She goes, no, no. I will start doing that immediately. And if this happens again, please, please tell me yeah. that if you need it in a certain order, I will make sure that that happens. But it's funny how long those things go on. I've been at my school site five years now, and it was just until last year that I noticed that there's a clear folder outside. Carrie knows about this. Yeah. Outside my office door, there's one of those clear wall pockets you can yeah. drop things yeah. in. And for five years, people have been putting things in there. I never, <laughs> ever, ever look in that box. I just don't. Yeah. I never have, I, for whatever reason. You've, um, missed, I mean, you've missed a lot of good candy. I've missed a lot of good things. I've missed trees, candy, Christmas cards, yeah. um, you know, all kinds of things. But, you know, like, so my secretary very quickly learned, like, if it's not sitting, like, on top of my keyboard on my desk, I will not yeah. see it because you get blinders on. But those are those little things you kind of learn working with people over time. Well, from my perspective, too, because I've changed sites as a principal a couple of times. And you get used to doing things the way that you've done it. But then when you're following a principal that did it differently, I just went through the same thing at Eucalyptus where the, the little plastic shelf or I don't even know what it's called, outside my office. Stuff's going there, but I had never done it that way before because my previous uh, secretaries had just knew bring, bring me in the folder, put it on my desk, and I'll take it from there. So I was walking through uh, probably a week or two ago um, before break. And there was all this stuff, and I said, Jen, what's this stuff? She goes, you haven't been taking that stuff out there? No. It's, and it's like, you know, okay, but there you go. Yeah, I say Dave's very well folder trained. He's awesome. And yeah. he, he's a great secretary, I swear, even this morning. No, it's so true. It's so true. And Brenda and I were actually yeah. talking about that this morning because sometimes, like, I go to do something and, like, it's already done. I'm like, what? And he's like, I, I already did that. I'm like, okay, fine, thanks. Why am I here, boss? You know, but, um, that, yeah. that is a hilarious statement, folder trained. He's, I don't know why I think of a canine. Or, no, I know. Yeah. Well, he had, David yeah. Yeah. David yeah. Laughlin was also, and so yeah. that's kind of, but that, even that transition from soup to soup, you know, and yeah. they each had very, they're both awesome bosses, different personality yeah. and different, different communication mm -hmm. style. And so, yeah, it was a, good six month learning curve trying to figure that one out you know like okay Dave I'm struggling here how am I you know what am I supposed to do best for you how do we do this so uh, yeah, yeah we're in a good groove now there's a, definitely a getting to know you period as as you guys have experience when you have a new yeah. administrative assistant helping you it's like you know Betty would have done it this way oh yeah well, well it's very funny you say folder train but it, you know, we, we laughed about it but all in reality you know when I became a principal I, I joined a very very experienced admin secretary and I was smart enough to know that she probably has a better way of doing things than I do. So when she would ask me, like, especially as a brand new principal, like, how do you want this? How do you want to receive that? How do you want me to schedule that? I'm like, what do you think? What's the, what's the best way to do that? Because more often than not, I knew that she yeah. probably had a better way than I could think of. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, I, I was trained very well. I had to be more efficient and organized structured so so let's flip this conversation around a little bit so thinking about we talked a lot about how you support school sites how you support your own uh, direct report bosses uh, what are some things that we as principals can do to support you ladies better I got this one okay uh, number one, number one. I feel like I'm supposed to transcribe this and send it to all principals as part of my job I think yeah. number one really is just communication because you guys have the best intentions and you are again always in meetings always whatever you intend to come back and tell us something and you don't and so that leaves us hanging we want to help you we want to we're great mind readers most of the time but sometimes there's that little bit of information and we can only <laughs> guess so much. It's that little bit of information that kind of leaves us hanging yeah. out there. 
Yeah. yeah. So communication is honestly the number one thing. Um, having that level of trust, we talked about a little bit before. I mean, yeah. I, I know Dave's got my back. He knows I've got his. Um, you have to have that with your administrator because like my job is to make him look as good as I can. Um, and I, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I think they also know that we want to make them as, look as good as we can, but we also have the goods that we can turn it. So, you know, don't make mom mad because she'll run the dead. Yeah. It's like that Jerry Maguire, help me, help you. Help me, yeah, help, help me, get me the information yeah. I need. Yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, but communication because I had one um, administrator that I worked with, not the, my current one because my current one is amazing at letting me know um, where she's going, but um, one would just disappear. And and so when, when a principal comes and says, hey, um, where's, uh, I don't know, well, aren't you the secretary? Uh-huh. Well, where'd she go? Uh, I don't know. You know, because she was gone. It's like the Duck Dynasty. She gone. She gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. yeah, so anyway, yeah. I know where she's not. Yeah, I know where she's, right. not. she's not in her chair. <laughs> um, that kind of um, the the ability to make us look good or look bad kind of segues into kind of the next thing I think we wanted to talk about. Yeah, and I say this one for last. because yeah. I'm, I'm hoping this is the, yeah, the, so the most fun. With the with the caveat that they're probably not going to hear what we're talking about today. <laughs> um, what's the story that the superintendent or deputy superintendent wouldn't want you to tell us? I'm not close enough to retirement to share that <laughs> yeah. story. So, well. Uh, <laughs> But there is a story, is what uh, I'm hearing. There's always stories. <laughs> or if that's if that's if that's problematic, um, we could segue that to, to a story that what's a situation where you really saved the day for them, where there was going to be a <laughs> storm coming down and you prevented that from happening. Dave and Jopi, I hope you're appreciating the loyalty that they're showing you <laughs> right now. Well, honestly, <laughs> if if I'm being extremely honest, um, and this is not. A kiss up but my boss has her stuff so together that um, I mean this the secretary prior to me told me Joby doesn't need a secretary she needs a clerk typist because she does so much of her own stuff which is very very good she's very very organized but she doesn't I mean I wish I could say oh remember that one time you like just fell over and you were just standing there and you did something very embarrassing are you tripped over she doesn't do that and um, so so I honestly, I, I'm, I come, I'm coming up empty when it comes. Anything that I could share, I mean, well, <laughs> everything else would be highly confidential. Of and course. because you, you all have been in the, the district almost the entire time I've been working for Jovi, that oh yeah, no, I can't say that because you'll know in a heartbeat who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, can't say that. So anyway, yeah, I think as far as saving the day, I. It's more of a team effort. Like, yeah. what, what team of superheroes do you ever see? You don't. It's not usually one person, right? Right. So it's a whole team. So it's it's having those relationships, having that uh, resource, being able to phone a friend, being able to, hey, help me with this, and uh, getting things together at the last minute. Um, or you know, I mean, yeah. there's there's always. Um, well, I think with Lori and I, I mean, even, I mean, even amongst um, the other secretaries here at the district office, I mean. There's so much stuff that happens spontaneously. So Lori will come and she will say, hey, you got a case of water? Or I'll go over there and I'm like, Lori, I don't want to run to the store. Do you have a case of water? They're, they're going to pull this meeting together. And and so we kind of, and we all have master keys, so we can go in and, I mean, I have a, a whole closet full of 
tricks. And I have so, rated it before. She, she's rated yeah. mine. It's, it's all like, good. you got any snacks? I'm like, really? All I've got is granola bars. Really? You don't have any? Yeah. So anyway, so we kind of watch out for each other when it comes to that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, but it's more teamwork. It's not yeah. really any one of us saving the day. Right. Yeah. Right. Makes yeah. sense. Anticipating things that they need before they even know that they need mm -hmm. it. I know yeah. for me, yeah. that's been the biggest value of having a solid administrator that's as generous, administrative team is uh, knowing knowing what I need before I eat. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, trying to stay a step ahead is huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then there's been times too where, um, and I know this happens on a school site, is, is like, you know, you might have that one or two, two people that kind of tend to be the pot stirrers and if there's going to be any negativity stirred up, y'all know who, who's going to be the, the one stirring the pot, oh, yeah. which, you know, the old saying, if you stir the pot, you need to lick the spoon. But anyway, um, have you ever heard that one? He who stirs the pot has to lick the spoon. But, <laughs> but anyway, so there will be, I mean, there might be a little bit of little things going on from time to time. And so I will make sure, uh, I try to keep the little petty nitpicky stuff away from from her but occasionally something will come up where it's like oh this might go this way so I need to tell you what was said to so-and-so or whatever because I don't want you to be blindsided you know um, so a little bit of that but we try to keep most of that away if we can so so we wanted to segue in uh, we haven't talked about our fictional mascot for along with our principals, uh, Principal Ed Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he had a relationship with his secretary, Eric. So. Absolutely. So, you know, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about Grace from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Anybody out there that listens to this podcast knows that we are closely tied to 80s uh, John Hughes-ish movie yes. trivia, and any way we can infuse that, we're going to try. So, um, yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, the relationship between Mr. Rooney and his secretary, Grace. And what I liked about Grace is that she walked that fine line. Um, you know, she you know she did what she needed to do with the job. She she kept him out of trouble, but she was also his accomplice in a couple <laughs> of things. So she really walked the line between helping. But what, what I liked about Grace and there was there was one line you know after the scene when Ferris and Cameron pretend to be Mr. Peterson to get Ferris's girlfriend. Uh, so, out of school yeah. that day, uh, and they totally make, you know, Rooney falls for it, <laughs> ends up stepping in it, so to speak. Uh, well, when they when they call back later, um, Grace's line is, is uh, "Peterson, Peterson, home on line one, and watch your mouth this time." Uh, <laughs> just kind of having his back uh, on that one. And, and I also like that she seems to really be tuned in with the school. Yeah, I mean, she knew the respect that Ferris had from the other kids. Um, and she also knew that Sloan and Ferris had been dating. Yeah. So uh, let, let's take a second here. Let's play that scene um, from the, the big conversation between Rooney and Grace. I don't trust this kid any further than I can throw him. Well, with your bad knee, Ed, you shouldn't throw anybody. It's true. What is so dangerous about a character like Ferris Bueller is he gives good kids bad ideas. Uh-huh. Last thing I need at this point in my career is 1,500 Ferris Bueller disciples running around these halls. He jeopardizes my ability to effectively govern this student body. Well, makes you look like an ass is what he does, Ed. Thank you, Grace. I think you're wrong. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. 
That is why I have got to catch him this time, to show these kids that the example he sets is a first-class ticket to nowhere. Oh, Ed, you sounded like Dirty Harry just then. Really? Uh-huh. You know, one of my favorite things you talked a little bit about before we ran that was, uh, you know, some of Grace's strengths. One of the things that I that I uh, appreciate about Grace is that she's also not afraid to uh, call things as she sees them, even as it relates to her boss. You know, how, uh, how uh, I'm trying to say this uh, politically correctly, but when she talks about how, uh, what Ferris Bueller does to his reputation at the school site. Oh. She wants to know, like, no, no, this is what's going on. And this is the influence that Ferris has over the student body, and this is what he's doing to your reputation. Yeah, he effectively, that was it. It makes you look like a... Yeah, exactly, yeah. and you're yeah. the clip there. A donkey. So, yeah. uh, you've seen Ferris Bueller, right? <laughs> I have. I, I have not seen the entire movie from start to finish. I believe over the years, when somebody else in the family has had it on, I've been in and out, in and out. Oh, okay, here's... Oh, okay, haha, I've seen that scene like 40 times. Um, but um, but I have brought myself up to speed. I oh, have good. in the last yeah, yeah. in the last 24 hours. It's like I yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I did yeah, my yeah. homework. So yeah, yeah. I watched it um, back way back when it first came out, and I think I've watched it with my older son. I don't think my younger two have seen it, but. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. and that, that's to me, that's the beauty of Ferris Bueller, mm -hmm. is that when you see that, because I, I was um, probably 20 when it came out, and Eric and I always, we have to be younger. He was probably yeah. like seven or whatever. But <laughs> I have socks older than Eric. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But when you watch that movie as a teenager, early 20s, you totally relate to Ferris. Uh -huh. And then when you get in your early 30s, mid 30s, you really relate to Cameron. Yeah. You know, from being the friend right. that you get yeah. sucked into these things and, you know, all right, I'll do this. But now that I'm even older, now I totally relate to Rudy. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. because when you think about it, Ferris, you were stole a car. Yes. Yeah. That's car theft. That's not, oh, he didn't lock the garage. It's just, no. Yeah. No. I yeah. mean, he stole a person's identity. Uh, you know, yeah, he stole a car. He ditched school. Yeah. He, he lied to administer. He was not a good person. No, he pretended to be the sausage king of Chicago. That's right. He was Abe Froman. Abe yeah. Froman, nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I, when I was watching that, it's like all oh, the memories flooded back when I did discipline at Sultana, and and we did have a kid who went out to the parking lot and. Um, one of our staff members had a really, really old, old MG that he would drive to work every day. And it never, I mean, it was a convertible and there was no top on it. So this kid decided it would be great fun to just kind of reach in and um, dislodge the emergency brake and put the car in neutral. And then he, it was after school, so he took off and, and uh, walked home. Well, there was a little bit of an incline, so the car rolled back and hit into another car. And this young man um, didn't think anybody would ever, ever know. But I mean, there were surveillance cameras, <laughs> and and everybody knew it was him. And and of course, when he was brought into the office, he just he goes, "Ah, guilty." But it was the most hilarious thing ever. And as a secretary, you know, you again, you try not to laugh. But where in the world did they come up with this stuff? You know, so more times than not, I think. And, and Chris and I have talked about this, but doing discipline directly with kids. And, and keep trying to keep face. a straight face, oh, yeah. or yeah. at least thinking like, yeah, I probably have the opportunity. I probably would have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like that was a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Yeah. That was a great idea. Don't yeah. ever do it again. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. there's a certain amount of hypocrisy that comes into discipline every yeah, once in a while. Yeah. Say I've never done that before, mm -hmm. but you should. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, have to, I have to share one more story about discipline yeah. that um, the administrator I worked for at the time had just, had just coming out of a, a really bad sickness where she had a horrible, horrible sinus infection. And so she lost her sense of taste and smell. I know she was before her time. But uh, she lost her sense of taste and smell for, to my knowledge, still hasn't fully returned. But back then, one of the ways that we administrators would check to see if a kid had been maybe smoking something they shouldn't have been smoking was to smell their hands. Well, we had the kid in the office, and of course, he's fidgeting, 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 and you don't ever search a kid without having somebody else look, hey, into your pockets, you guys know how that goes. So the kid's fidgeting, fidgeting, and he's trying to tuck his shirt in, and he takes his hand, and he tucks his T-shirt into the inside of his pants. Now, I'm standing there as a second set of eyes. He's tucking his shirt into the inside of his pants, and um, my administrator, knowing that she couldn't smell, she says, um, Brenda, would you mind smelling his hands? Oh, God. And I just saw his hands in his pants. And I'm like, um... I would really prefer not to. She didn't get it. I'll take the zero. Yeah, yeah. And so, so anyway, so we we laugh. We still laugh at that because it's like really, I should have combat pay for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wake up and smell the coffee, Mrs. Bueller. All right, and that will bring us to our extra credit question. At the end of every episode, we like to wrap up by talking about something goofy and just to kind of, um, you know, have some fun. Uh, so for this one, uh, we figured we'd do something that would tie specifically into the topic that we're discussing, uh, the importance of, a, uh, of an uh, executive secretary or a school secretary. Uh, so what we want to do is what fictional character from TV, film, literature, or really any genre would be the perfect administrative assistant for your current boss? Or for when Eric and I will take our turn, what fictional character would make the best secretary for us on our school site? So you want to consider the skills, personality, and other qualities that your boss would require of a secretary. So who'd like to start? I'll let Lori go first. Oh, I'm using this as an opportunity to plug my favorite author, okay. um, Brandon Sanderson. Love his books. If you haven't read him, you should. And if you do, you know. Um, so my favorite person from his uh, to be Dave's secretary would be Sazed. He is a terrorist man who is just amazing calm personality but knows everything i mean and, and literally everything he has thousands of years worth of knowledge in his rings and bracelets and things it's it's a oh, thing wow. it's a thing, <laughs> it's a thing. Um, yeah, but <clears throat> yeah what genre is this it's sci-fi sci-fi fantasy okay um and what did you call him you, you gave uh, him a title of something. His name is Terrace. Oh, he's a terrorist but his name is Sazed. it's a terrorist they are it's a it's a it's a it's a, I don't know. Okay, so it's specific to the world created. To this, to created this Cosmere, yes. Okay. Yeah, and, um, but Brandon Sanderson is the absolute amazing, the most amazing author ever. That was like one of my jobs over uh, vacation was to read my newest 1,500-page book. So good. Um, anyway, so yes, I think Sazed would be an amazing, amazing person because he knows everything and he can teach it and he's so calm and he's so awesome. <laughs> I, would, I would love to have him as my secretary. Wow. <laughs> Lori, you're so deep. I'm sorry. You're so deep because, I mean, my my fun, my funny response is, do you guys ever see the proposal in Andrew Paxton uh, as Sandra Bullock's assistant? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. So who's the actor? Uh, he's Deadpool. It's uh, uh, oh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. So, Great movie. Oh, so okay. Now he, I get it. Okay. I so he it. always <laughs> cracked me up because I'm just going to say that 
uh, any administrator, I don't care where you work, um, there's a degree of when you're not around, your staff um, tends to kind of like maybe hang around or maybe be, maybe doing a little more socializing than than should be. And so um, so then when y'all land and you're in the parking lot, and, oh, here they come, here they come. There's text, the text message and the instant messages going out. They're here, they're here, they're here. So that always just cracked yes. me up on the proposal because because they, they had a contentious relationship right at first. And and he would even put on there, it's here, because she was so. <laughs> oh, the very beginning, yeah, yeah. It's here, it's here, you know. So um, so anyway, that was that was always really funny. But for my current boss, I think Denzel Washington would be a really good secretary for her. Well, Why? From, from, from Denzel Washington, because I mean Denzel just the actor, just himself. Well, every or a character that he played. Well, I his character in um, Remember the Titans. Because he was Coach, so Coach so um, caring and um, compassionate and so um, driven to to have everybody be equitable for everybody and to teach those life lessons. So I love it, and that Joey that would be her thing. She loves. Um, and then and then I got to thinking about that, and I'm like, okay, well then in his character of. Um, um, Man on Fire. I don't know if you oh, saw that yeah, one. Okay, so where he's where he's going to to rescue the little girl who was Yes, and he again just puts his heart and soul to taking care of this child, and um, plus he's kind of nice to look at. So I'm just saying. I think so you picked Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds yeah, for Toby. Well, yeah, for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Well, that's my favorite one in the but yeah. So. Well, I can, I'm just picturing Coach Boone as her secretary, and, and you know, Joey going. Um, can I get a water? And him just going, water is for cowards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's true. So I think yeah. water is used for getting blood off of my uniforms, yeah. and you don't get blood on my uniform. Yeah. I love that. Movie. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, for, for my secretary, my first thought was I dream of Jeannie. Mm -hmm. oh, yes. um, but then I thought there'd probably be an obvious dress code violation that I would probably. have to deal with on a regular basis. So I figured I'd keep the same qualities, um, but a little more professional, let's say. Mm -hmm. So Samantha Stevens from um, Bewitch. Bewitch. Yep. Um, first of all, she's very professional. She's very kind. Um, you know, she's tolerant. Uh, you know, she puts up with um, Darren's boss. And she puts up with Endora and all that. She's just trying to be mortal in the mortal world while, you know, and of course, Darren, both Darrens, by the way, um, wanted her to just be a regular person, no witchcraft and all of that. So I figured if she's my secretary, she could she could adhere to the no witchcraft thing at home like her husband wants. But at school, fair game. Yeah, bring, yeah. Bring it on. I mean, an, an angry parent just, you know, with, a, you know, what is it? Um, uh, you know, with the, yep. wiggle the nose, gone. Yeah, gone. Uh, you know, um, or you know, getting the school plan done. It's like it's due tomorrow. Boom, got done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it, it make my life so much. As you guys can see, Chris trying to wiggle his nose. I can't wiggle yeah. my nose. Yeah, no, I can't. How about your ears? I can't do that. No, no. My mom can do this weird nose wiggling thing, but I, I, I've never. That's not the gene that I see, got. Chris. Your personality. Um, I can see Carol Burnett. Oh my goodness, that would be awesome. Because of her humor, maybe combined together with Haley Mills from Pollyanna, because you are one of probably one of the most positive. The glass is always, always, always three fourths full with you, always. So I'm thinking if we could combine Carol Burnett's humor with Pollyanna. 
Yeah. That would be. I'm, I'm see. I'm seeing Carol Burnett as from the Mama's Family thing. What was her name in that? Mama. Yes. No, no. Um, oh. Carol Lawrence. Oh, Vicky was, Lawrence. Oh, Vicky oh, Lawrence yeah, yeah, was yeah. Mama. Um, what but was her, her character? We'll, we'll look that up in the back chat. But Mama was great too. Mama, yeah. Mama. But yeah, I could yeah, just stand. We could. I could go off on a Carol Burnett. I'm but a I don't think you'd get a show. whole lot of work done. It would no, be, that, yeah. that's okay. So no. So yeah, my exactly. my serious answer though is yeah. Samantha from yeah. from yeah. Witch, yeah. for the magic and the professionalism. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's no, that's great. Yes, it's true. So I struggled with this one. I thought about this for several days. The first answer I came up with was Alice from the Brady Bunch. Um, Alice uh, did not get enough credit for the way that she bound that family together, uh, was great for the parents, great for the kids, she was funny, she was witty, uh, that she had integrity, and she worked hard, and she kept family first. That was my first thought, but then I was still struggling, so I'm going to give credit here, because, I mean, who would know me better than my own wife? So I asked her this question, literally this morning, and said, who would make a good one for me? And within a few minutes, she came up with this one, and I thought it was actually brilliant. So I'm going to go with Dottie Henson from A League of Their Own. This was oh um, wow. This was um, oh my gosh, Gina Davis. Gina Davis's yeah. character, um, Dottie. Dottie was able to step in when Mr. Dugan, Mr. Jimmy Dugan, was not oh, at his perfect. best. She was. She took over as manager. She was able to run that team. She had integrity. She was loyal to her sister. Oh. Um, she was loyal to the team. Um, she was caring, but she also always kept family first. As soon as her husband came home from the war, she was like, that's it, I'm done. Uh, she wanted to go and start a family. So um, Dottie was just an amazing character, and um, she is also um, taken from an actual real person. Yeah. As we know, it's a true oh, story, yeah. right? Um, so, so and there's yeah. the whole baseball aspect of it. And I'm proud to say that. Yeah. Probably <laughs> most importantly, <laughs> she knows baseball. So there'd be lots to talk about there. So, yeah, all around. Yeah, thought. and your wife doesn't know baseball at all, right? She does. She yeah. does, actually, especially yeah, I, this I, year I, yeah. because being a Dodger fan that she yeah. is. Um, so, yeah, I give her credit for coming yeah. up that one, but I think it's an actually yeah. perfect match. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for being here with us today. This was a lot of fun. As Like I said, I've been looking forward to this episode for a while, just to sit down with the two of you and talk about um, how important you are. And I know I know the superintendent, Deputy <laughs> Superintendent David, jo David Joey, appreciate the two of you. Um, and I'm sure they share that with you. Know, they do. And if I may, just really quickly, and I'm yeah. sure you would echo this too, Chris. You know, um, coming up in this district as you have, I know that, you know, when I became an administrator, I know that, Brenda, you were in student services. Mm -hmm. um, and so as an assistant principal, I worked with you probably a lot, as most school yeah. administrators did, doing student yeah. discipline and those things. And then Lori as well. I, you know, I can say without a doubt, um, what you talked about earlier is when we talked about um, what's the way that you support school sites. It's just being that part, being there being present, being available. I've always felt from this district office, but you two especially, that um, when I call, somebody always answers. Um, pleasant, positive, delightful, easy to work with. And, you know, sometimes, especially as a new principal, one of your greatest fears is having to call and ask a really stupid question. Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I don't know if that's just me, but it was like, and especially in the beginning, it was like, God, you know, so you're listening, yeah. do I call it? Do I, I don't know. And I then, just say, I like the easy, those stupid questions. Because <laughs> I might have an answer. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ask, ask away, please. Let the us hard ones you. are the ones where we like, then that, then we're like, oh man, I should have known that, but I, yeah, well, or, yeah. or like, uh, that was above my pay grade. Hold yeah. on a minute. Let me, let me yeah. find out, yeah. you know, but yeah. Well, it only happens until the time when you don't ask when you should have. And yes. that's when you very quickly learn. It's like, okay, right. I'm yeah. just going to call. But yeah. anyway, just to wrap up for what it's oh. worth, I, I appreciate both of you at the highest level. And um, you make our lives easier just sometimes by being approachable and pleasant. And sometimes in the throes of the frenetic pace of a school site, 
being able to hear a kind, calm voice on the other end of the line or on the other end of the email is all that matters. So I appreciate you holding that. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was fun. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Uh, they had a great time with them. So uh, we are at the portion of our podcast now where we are going to do our fact check and kind of wrap things up here. So I'm going to turn it over to our fabulous fact checker extraordinaire, Carrie. What do you got for us today? I like the clapping. Do I get that every time? You will now. Yay! Okay, so I only have a couple for you. So in thinking about Lori Menti and her, her reading Brandon Sanderson and her discussion on the character who was named Zay, Zay I'm going to say Say Said, um, and he was a Terrisman steward, and it was, it's spelled T-E-R-R-I-S-M-A-N. That is actually from a collection of um, fictional fantasy novels that are universe called Cosmere and that author has many many books um, Atlantis, Mistborn, Warbreaker, The Stormlight Archive etc. I, I suggest you all look it up because I do trust Lori's judgment on all books. Um, she has steered me in the right direction. The next one I have for you um, I'm just throwing this in there for myself because I thought it was an interesting fact, and I love A League of Their Own. When you mentioned Dottie Hinson, which your wife suggested as yes, your admin did. secretary, I wanted you to also know she was also the most feared hitter in the league. So. I love her even more now. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> and then our last one, Mr. Mogger brought up, and remind me, I'm not sure why yeah. you brought up Carol Burnett. I don't um, Oh, your secretary. Yeah, they, uh, Lori and uh, Brenda thought that uh, Carol Burnett's character, or Carol Burnett, would be a good admin secretary for me, and I absolutely agree. Because of her humor. It would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I, and it's still not coming to me, I, could, I can't remember the name of her character from Mama's Family. I have it for you, sir. Thanks. Eunice... Eunice Harper Higgins. Eunice, of course. There you go. I don't know why that fell through the, the cracks. And I love that she has three names right there. The Harper Higgins. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Are you, are you guys familiar with the Mama's Family? Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, all you millennials out there, if you have not seen Mama's Family. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the show, though. I'm talking about when it was the sketch on the Cal Burnett show. Oh. Have you seen the oh. elephant sketch? You realize we're in different okay. generations. We are. We've uh, talked about this On before. our Facebook page, when... Uh, I will post the video to the elephant sketch from the Carol Burnett show where Tim Conway tells a story about Siamese twin elephants connected at the end of the trunk. It is one of the funniest television moments. Sounds funny. It's hilarious. And there's another episode where um, Harvey Corman and Tim Conway, uh, Corman is the dentist and Tim Conway is that no it's the other way around corman is the patient tim conway is the dentist and he accidentally stabs himself in the leg with a novocaine and seeing him act with a numb leg it's just it's I feel like i've seen this i this agree tim conway skit that sounds yeah cool, yeah. We'll, we'll put both of those on the facebook page for sure that is all i have for you gentlemen well thank you we appreciate that and thank you all for joining us today please remember to take a minute to rate review and subscribe to alone with our principles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you and next time. Look for our social media Facebook. Take care. Bye. You're still here? It's over. Go home.